Thanks so much for listening to No Lions Here with me, Big Panda. Hey, what's up, Panda Gang? Uh, Welcome back to No Lions Here. My name is Big Panda, and I'm a recovering sex addict. Hope everybody's doing all right today. I am, I'm, now that I'm here, uh, it's been an interesting day, but now that I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm filled with a lot of gratitude. Um, and I, and I have been for the last few days. Um, just, just feeling a lot of gratitude. Um, and you know, nothing really crazy or, I don't know, nothing really crazy has been happening in my life. Just a lot of things going on that are very higher power for me. Um, and that's actually, it's funny because it's fitting because that is like my topic for tonight is my higher power, my relationship with my higher power. I feel like that's something that I don't really talk enough about. Like I, I do acknowledge my higher power. Um, and I know that I've, you know, talked a little bit here and there about that, but I really wanted to dig into that and what that has looked like for me because my relationship with my higher power, God, like that is, that has been a real struggle for me um, over the last two years. And rightfully so, just considering what I grew up in, uh, in that environment around religion and just some of the tactics that were used um, in the religion that I grew up in. So, um, so I said, you know what, what can I do an episode about? And what I can do is I can talk about my higher power, my relationship, and how I just really see that in my life today, um, and just how thankful I am for that relationship. And um, you know, in my opinion, you know, like the two pillars of this of the program, uh, no matter what program you're in, either. Like I feel like this is true, kind of across the board for recovery is. The two pillars and those these are these are heavily preached are the fellowship and my higher power. And you know, I do I do talk a lot about my network and the guys that I have surrounding me, my sponsor. Um and you know, that's that that's great, you know, hitting meetings, talking using the telephone, just sharing my journey and being there for others on their journeys as well. Like that's very, very powerful key very powerful aspect of recovery in general. And so while, you know, I've, I've really got that going and I talk a lot about that. And I'm really grateful for that. Like something that I just, again, I just feel like I really haven't talked about it enough. It's just like my relationship with my higher power, how that's evolved and just like where it all kind of begins for me. Um, so yeah, so let's, let's just dig into it. You know, I've, I've touched it, you know, I, I was raised in the church. Um, I was raised in a Christian non-denominational household. Um, and it was, you know, church every Sunday, um, sometimes church during the week, sometimes church Sunday morning, Sunday night, like, you know, the type of services too, like these weren't services that like, you know, over the years I, I've been to like Catholic services, um, and you know, those are pretty like cut and dry, like they're going to be 45 minutes and then, you know, you're out for lunch. Um, whereas in the church that I grew up in, you know, there really was no time frame. Like service could last two hours. It could last three hours. Like it really just, there was really no telling. Um, and then not to mention, you know, the, the parents socializing afterwards and being just a little kid, just being so impatient and just wanting to get out of there. Um, but that, that environment, you know, looking back, looking back on it all, like it, there are just so many issues that I had with it. Um, you know, I the, the the denomination that I grew up in, we we spoke tongues. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with that. I I was recently talking to um, you know another guy in the program, and this uh, this girl that he was dating told him that you know that's kind of what she grew up in too, and and he didn't grow up religious, and that just like really blew his mind. Um, and you know it's just interesting because like there's there's a lot of people out there that can relate to that, and it's just such an interesting world. Like I just remember like being very afraid of God, like not in a good way, like in a way of like if you sin, you will be punished. Like there was, but there was no like 
talk of like what exactly sin is or like the types of things that people do. Like basically like it was don't do anything bad. And like that was it. There was really there was no elaborating on like what sin was. Um, obviously like now there were some things like sex before marriage, um, drugs, alcohol, um, you know, the, the big bugaboo, so to speak, like in religion, like that you didn't, you know, don't do these things. Don't do these things. Even kissing is considered sex. Um, but then not having that ever coupled with like the talk about sex or even like talk about relationships, um, you know, and I heard, you know, pretty early on uh, in recovery that, like, we view – our view of our higher power is the view of our parents. And that, like, really blew my mind and, like, a light bulb went off. And I, and I believe – I know that I've touched on that before. But, it, you know, growing up in that environment, there were just so many rules, like, so many rules in religion. Um, and if you don't – you know, it wasn't specified that, like – Basically, like, the way that I took it as a child in growing up in that environment was if you don't follow these things to a T, you're a bad person and you're going to hell. And, like, that was it. Like, there's really no other kinds of – nothing – again, nothing was elaborated on. Nothing was – there were just these rules um, and there were a lot of rules in the household, too, that, like, really followed that Christian religion. Now, also, too, I, I don't want to – I don't want to come across that I'm talking bad about religion by any means. Like, this is just my experience and my takeaways from what I was raised in. So, yes, it it was religion, but it was also, like, what religion – like, what the effect had on my household and – like the way my parents like really ingrained it into our lives. Um, and they didn't know any better, so I'm not blaming them either. Um, they, this was just like their view of it. And like they were influenced by the church. And like, you know, as we all know, like people are people. And nobody has it all figured out. There's no blueprint to this life thing. There's no blueprint how to raise kids. Um but just the fact that, like, in this religion, like, they just lean so heavily on, like, you know, this black and white, like, right and wrong. And, like, again, if you don't follow things to a T. Um, and yet, you know, there's a lot of confusion, too, because, um, you know, as everyone knows in my story, like, you know, very early on catching my dad, you know, molesting my little brother, you know, there's a lot of confusion there, too. Like, here's this guy that was standing up in front of a church leading praise and worship yet at home like I I knew what he was doing like and that was just like super confusing like how can you be doing these things but yet stand up in front of all these people and be this like you know quote unquote god fearing man um yeah it was just really really confusing um I remember you know I think I, I shared the story of like getting screamed at by a pastor when I was a kid. Um, you know, just that whole situation was just not handled well by the adults that were around me at the time. And like that, that traumatized me too. Like, you know, it was so bad that like we weren't allowed to say like shut up or sucks um, or anything like that. Like there was just, again, so many rules, so many rules. And, and then to add on to the confusion – I started going to public school in sixth grade. Before that, I was in private school. Um, and, you know, that's its own little just, like, closed-off world. And so then by the time I'm in sixth grade, I go to, you know, public school and, you know, hear all these kids saying bad words and just kind of like, you know, not necessarily doing exactly what they wanted to, but doing things that I wasn't allowed to and I wasn't explained really why I wasn't allowed to do these things and and being like well they're they seem to be doing all right like they're living life they're not burning in hell right now like well why can't I do those things like why why, why can't I do some why do I have to have all these rules when these kids seem like they don't have rules at all like I I kind of want that you know just 
that definitely helped birth this like I want my life to look like something different. I don't like how my life looks. I want it to look like something different. Why can't I have that? You know, when I was finally, you know, when I was, you know, 18 years old and let's, let's back that up a little bit. Actually. Like I remember being in high school, not being 18 yet. And like, you know, lying, saying that I was sick so that I could stay home while everybody else went to church so that then I could like look at porn on the internet. Um, I really remember doing that very specifically because like that was the only time that like I had any, any kind of time to myself. And of course, you know, in that moment, you know, using this is back when like AOL was dial up internet um, and using chat rooms to get pictures and uh, just thinking that I was so clever by like clearing the cookies and it was, you know, um, but also thinking that that was just so bad to be doing too. So when I was 18 years old, my mom came to me and she said, okay, you're 18 now, you're a grown up. You know, you can decide if you want to go to church or not. I'm not going to force this on you. You know, you can do what you want. Um, and honestly, like I was really surprised by that. I was like super surprised with that. Just considering how strict of a household that I grew up in. And I remember thinking, Okay, well, I'm never going back. Like, I'm going to run. I'm going to run. I'm going to go out. I'm going to find my own way. You know, if it's if God wants me to come back, well, then he'll call me back at some point in time. Um, but, I, but I didn't think that it would look any different than, you know, what was actually like. I didn't think that it was going to be any different from what I grew up in. Um, and, and like that really scared me. You know, thinking that like, oh, I, I can't be a Christian and like keep my friends. And, and and maybe these thoughts kind of came in later on, like at the start of my recovery journey. But, you know, being 18, being told I didn't have to go to church, like, all right, well, I'm going to sleep in on Sundays then. Like, this is my day to sleep in. That's what I'm going to do. Um, again, just like, all right, I'm going to figure out my own way. Like this way didn't work for me. I didn't like this way. Religion left a really bad taste in my mouth. And so I just, I went on, I, I went on my own way. I figured, all right, I'm going to find my own way. Let me, let me blaze my own trail here. I'm going to be okay. Like I'm going to figure this out. Um, and you know, through sharing my story, things, you know, <laughs> Things went the way that they did, right? Like I, I don't – I can't necessarily say that I sit here and I regret taking that time to try to kind of find myself. Obviously, things really went off the tracks, and I got involved in, in a lot of shameful behaviors. Um, the drugs, the sex, I mean it, it was all there. And so fast forward to – and, you know, my, my parents never really pushed – religion on me from that day on, uh, which I'm, I'm very, I'm grateful for that because I felt so rebellious growing up that like, I felt like this is just being crammed down my throat. So you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to experience these things that I've been told not to do uh, because people are out here doing them and they're alive and they seem to be having a good time. So you know what? Let me, I can do that too. Um, and, you know, despite the trouble that I got into, because, I mean, there's there's things that I got into, arrested, um, just there's, you know, there's things that I got into that, you know, the church and religion would have told my parents to, like, kick me out. And, like, they didn't um, or disowned me, you know, and then they didn't do that. They were still very supportive, even though I wasn't, like, practicing faith or, like, following in the faith like they were. Um so fast forward to, you know, begin again. And I'm, you know, first day there, uh, you know, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're familiar with the 12 steps, um, God, higher power is everywhere in the literature, everywhere. Again, that's why I believe that it is one of the main pillars that recovery needs to stand on is higher power, right? And, you know, what, what's cool about, while the fellows, while the while the programs talks about okay fellowship and higher power, they don't define that for you. Um, that's up to me to decide, and I really like that 
Because growing up, God was shoved down my throat. And so now I'm in a program where I get to choose. I get to choose what I believe in. I get to choose what I pray to. I get to choose how to work a network. Like, I I get to choose these things. Like, it's not crammed down my throat. And that was like, looking back on it now at the time, it didn't feel like this, but it was like definitely a breath of fresh air. Like, okay, so this is up to me to decide. This is up to me to decide. You know, First day at BAI, you know, we're we're we um we did meetings every night in the house, and you know we're reading the 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 literature and you know talking about um, you know turning our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood God. And I'm thinking, eh, all right, like science tells me that you know this program works, so I don't. I don't really know how I feel about the higher power stuff, God. I, I don't know. I'm still got a really bad taste in my mouth. Like, I think before, it was actually the night that, the night that I told my mom after a bender that like I needed help. Like, I remember like really questioning God, really questioning like why would He let all these terrible things happen? If He's this great big God, the Almighty God, like why are all these bad things happening? Why why did my little brother have to be molested? Why did I have to do these things to my little brother? Why did I have to hurt the people that I hurt? If God was such this big, caring, loving God, like why? And I remember my mom telling me that God is a God of choice. He gives us the choice. He wants us to make the choice for ourselves. And, uh, and you know, at the time I was like, yeah, whatever. Didn't still, still just didn't make sense. I was very angry, very angry with God. And so I I think it was like my second day in treatment. And I don't, I don't, coming from the background that I was raised in, um, as bad of a taste as that left in my mouth, I said, okay, you know, uh, you know, you hear a lot of guys, you know, everybody's higher power is different. Like some guys use nature, some guys use the rooms. Um, you know, the universe, you know, whatever it is. Um, and that's up to the, each individual to decide. But I knew that for me, my higher power was God. It was God. However, what I needed to do was I needed to change my perception and my perspective around what God was and what God was to me. Because I was so afraid. I was so afraid that I was going to get I was like I don't how can I have a relationship with God but also like not necessarily be religious and you know that's when the fear is around like well alright well if I have a relationship with God then I'm going to lose friends I'm not going to be able to have any fun Um, just all these thoughts of just very limiting thoughts of like what I could do in my life and be considered and to consider to have a good relationship with God. Um, And then, you know, then I heard early on again, you know, the whole, like we view our higher power, how we view our parents and that, you know, I've had to really work through a lot around that. Because one, I'm filled with shame. Shame, like how can God accept me? How can God love me with the things that I've done and the people that I've hurt? And like the danger that I've put myself and others in. Like how could not, not God not have his back turned to me right now? Like how? I just like, because again, coming from that fear-based religion that I grew up in, like all of that data was like, oh yeah, dude, God's got your back, his back turned to you, man. Like you're not doing things like, and you know, with how messy recovery is, I, and like the standard that I was held to as a child, like nothing was good enough. So therefore, if nothing's good enough for my parents, nothing's going to be good enough for God. 
So therefore, God is not going to show favor on me, and I am just messing up left and right here. Like I remember it. It was like to the point where like if I, I if I hadn't prayed that day. I was like, oh, you know, what's the point of praying? I haven't prayed all day. Now all of a sudden something's going weird and now I'm going to pray. Like God's going to be like, did you fair weather fan, man? Get out of here. And that was just a perception that I had of myself. And so like truly understanding that like God doesn't see me like that. God loves me. He wants the best for me. But he's also going to let me decide that for myself. He's going to be there no matter what I decide. He's always been there. Always. Like, throughout my life, despite the bad things that I've done, I was I always had a lot of opportunity. And I just thought that that was because I was raised in a middle class, you know, family and that I just had those opportunities. And I was reminded by a song by um Maylene and the Sons of Disaster where it talks about in one of the one of the lyrics is we can't help but be blessed when we're raised by God's finest. And that's honestly like what I chalked up my opportunities to. Was, well, you know, I was raised in this, so yeah, maybe there's some residual favor there um that's kind of rubbed off on me. Um and you know, looking back on it now, like all of those opportunities, all of those blessings or all of the challenges that I've gone through were just God's ways of saying like, hey man, come back to me, come back to me. I'm here for you. I'll give you what you need. Come back to me. And you know, it was my decision. I had to make a choice now, even with like getting thumped on the head because I can be very stubborn. I can be very stubborn. Sometimes I need a thump on the head. And the thump on the head was the discovery. I mean, even to this day, like, as hard as that day was and as painful as that was day was for me and not only for me, but also Patricia, you know, I'm very grateful for that day. Without that day, I wouldn't be here. Who knows where I would be, honestly. Without that day, I I truly cannot sit here and tell you where I would be because I have no idea. But the path that I was on and the behaviors that I was partaking in, like, oh, it was, there's just no telling. Um, But again, like, it was a choice. It was a choice to view that as a blessing. It was a choice to, to, to stand at the fork in the road and go, all right. I got to do something differently here. It was a choice. God gives me that choice to decide for myself what I need to be doing. And, you know, sure, at first... I was doing these things to try to get my relationship back, you know? I mean, it was like that for probably the first year of my recovery, you know? You know, buying in enough to say that, oh, yeah, hey, look, I'm doing these things. I'm, you know, I'm talking about God. I've, you know, I've got a relationship with God. You know, doing those things just to say that I was doing those things. Like, and I, and I was I was trying. Like, they weren't empty words. 
I was trying. However, I was also doing it. There was also an ulterior motive there for me to do these things. Um, and again, just not feeling like I'm doing enough to garnish God's favor. And I mean, I, you know, I still struggle with that today. I still struggle with that today. Um, you know, I thought that, you know, when things were good, when things were going well earlier on in recovery, I didn't lean on God. When things were bad, oh yeah, I leaned on him. Now, you know, what's different in my recovery today than, than back then is consistency. Consistency with God, and that is no matter where I'm at, like I'm in contact with, with God, with my higher power. You know, starting every day, making a point to get up and get my get on my knees and, and pray and pray. Um, you know, also too, like very early on, I was I was very blessed with with somebody to come into my life um, that was was a pastor, was a guy that I worked with that really taught me how to talk to God too, right? Like, and I've talked to other guys in the program about this, like. When I ask them about the higher power or praying, like, you know, what does that look like? And, you know, and I, and I had the, the same struggle of like, well, this prayer has to look perfect. It has to look this way, you know, um, this has to look this way, has to look that way. Like, just again, trying to make it perfect because if it's not perfect, well, then God's not going to hear me. Um yeah, and so so I was very blessed with this with this relationship earlier on, and um, that this guy really taught me how to talk to God, and that my conversations to God are, are just are they're exactly that, like they're conversations. They are. I tell him what's going on. I tell him everything. Like I don't hold back. Like I talk to God like God is a friend. Sometimes I get mad. Sometimes I tell him I'm mad at him. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. Why are you why are you putting me through this? Why are you putting me through this? And at first I was like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. Are you kidding me? I can't challenge God. I can't challenge my higher power. Oh great. I'm gonna lose. He's gonna get him. His back is is already gonna be he's already are he's already turning around. Like, I can't do that. When the truth is that God can handle that. God wants us to talk to him like that. Like God wants us to be real with him. Just like I'm real with my recovery and my check-ins and my shares, like I got to be real with God too. I got to be real with everything. Like getting real really broke up what I thought a relationship with God was. And that you just, you got to be real. I had to be real with him. I had to bring everything to him. Everything. The good, the bad. Everything. And, you know, I remember earlier on too, like praying for certain things. Because there are certain things that I wanted, and there's still certain things that I want to this day. Um, however, I was like very like situational focused on what I want and what I was asking for. You know, I was asking for specific things. And now that has kind of evolved and that has changed for me. I don't if there's a specific thing that I need that I'm asking for or whatever, you know, I ask, God, guide me through this. Help me navigate this. Help me navigate this. Like, um, this was probably last year sometime, like Jeff and I were talking and he, someone told him like, you know, when a certain, when a situation comes up that when there's something that I want, right. When there's something that I want. I need to ask God to block or bless it. 
And that's like very humbling because like not only am I getting real, I'm also having to deal with like, hey man, like God might block that. And I have to be okay with that. Like, am I truly turning my will and my life over to God as I understand God? And for me, that means, okay, I'm in a situation. I know what I want. I know what I, the, what outcome I want, but is that the outcome that God wants? And if it's not, he's going to block that. And then I have to be okay with whatever that answer is because it is for the best. I can't pout. If, if I ask God block or bless something and he blocks it, I can't pout about that. Like that's God's. That's God's plan. That's not my plan, right? Like so oftentimes as an addict, my plan can get in the way. <laughs> I've, that has happened so many times. Like <laughs> my wants have gotten in the way and they were, did not align with, you know, what God wants for me. And, you know, truly coming to the realization that like, well, God wants good things for me and he's got good things for me. And he's also going to put me through things that challenge me because there's things inside of me that I need to take a look at. And when my higher power, when God puts me through tough times, when he puts me through the trials, it's because there's something in me that I need to see that he wants to show me that I need to look at. And that also, too, come surrendering my life to, to his will. And that his will is his will. His will is not my will. His will is not my will. His will is his will. And that I have to truly surrender. Now, that is a whole other topic, the surrender. But I've found that it has become easier to surrender things that I want to God. It it has become easier because I am just a man. I am a human being. I am flawed. I make mistakes. My judgment isn't the best at times. Um, and that if there's something that I truly want, you know, if God wants me to have it, it may not look exactly like what I want it to be. Um, and so, you know, my part in all of this, again, is that God given, I have a choice. I have a choice. And what am I going to do with that choice? Am I going to have blinders on and say, oh, well, that's not exactly what I wanted to the T. So that's, nope, you didn't listen to me. That's not what I wanted. Um, or... Is it a maybe a variation of what I wanted? Maybe it's, a, maybe it's something that I needed at that time. Maybe it's something that I needed. Um, however, if I have my blinders on, I'm not going to view it in that light. And if I don't view it in that light, well, then I can't be grateful for it. And I'm going to continue to stay angry at God. And that's not going to get me anywhere. That's me getting in the way of myself here. Um, so like really waking up every single day and making the choice to see the miracles, see the blessings and be grateful for those things. The smallest thing, the smallest thing I've been doing this recently when I, there's a gas station that I drive that I stop by every morning before work. And when I leave, there's like a light, there's a stoplight. Now the light that I get to turn left it oftentimes I can just, it, you sit there and it's not a very long light. So like if it's on, when I walk out of the gas station, the, the chances are it's going to be off by the time I get to the line. And I don't know, like when I get into my car and I'm leaving the parking lot and that light is on, boom, that's a miracle. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for that green light. You know, the small things, those small roses at, the, at my feet, like, I have a choice that I have to that I have to make a choice to see those things and to see those things for what they really are. And that I truly believe that like when God is in your life and God is involved, there's no such thing as a coincidence. 
everything happens for a reason. Even as something as small as that light being green and that I don't have to wait for it. Now, I wish every, and then, so here's like, so here's, you know, my brain is like, okay, well, uh, give me all the green lights then. When no, like sometimes you need those red lights. Sometimes I can drive through a strip and I'm hitting every single red light. And (laughs) where's, all right, God, where's, and I I could turn and say, all right, God, well, where's all the green lights at? Where are all the green lights? Well, sometimes we need those red lights. Sometimes we need those red lights. But something as small as that green light in the morning and the fact that I can notice that and say, thank you, God, that automatically puts me in a spot of gratefulness and gratitude. And gratitude is where I want to live. My life is so much better when I have gratitude for the small things. You know, simply just waking up on time waking up and still breathing, knowing that like I have my health and that I am able-bodied. You know, God gives me those things and I got to thank him for those because I can easily take them for granted. And when you live in gratitude, you don't take so much for granted. Like, and don't get me wrong, it still happens. Like I'm again, human being. It's hard. Um, You know, it's, it's, It's hard to sometimes make those choices to see these things. Sometimes it's really, it's, it's hard. And that's just me trying to make my way out of the woods. But when I realize that like God is with me through those woods, then I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. I'm very grateful for that. And it makes that, this journey so much it makes it more manageable. Things feel right-sized when I can be grateful for the little things, a phone call, you know? I remember thinking earlier on in my recovery, just like having just like really bad days. Oh, man. Just like really, really bad days. And I remember just crying out, like, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. I need a miracle to get through this day sober. And I laugh because like looking back on it now, those nights I went to bed sober and that's a miracle in itself. Like, and that's the other thing too is like expecting these like neon billboards just boom, planted in my path that like, hey, hey, Banda, this is God. Go this way. Hey, do this. Don't do that. Like, that's what I wanted. I wanted that audible voice to come to me and say, hey, do this, do that. I am God. <laughs> Newsflash. Those things don't really happen. <laughs> um, They... They do happen, though, when I choose to see them. I have to choose to see them. I have to have those glasses on. And, yeah, just, you know, the miracle back in those times were I went to bed sober. I didn't act out. Now, there's been plenty of times where I've been in those places and... I prayed to ask for help, and I still acted out. That has happened. That has happened more than once. More than once. And, you know, while I don't want to be acting out, I don't want to do those things. You know, I I know that deep down, like, not even deep down, like, I'm aware that I don't want to be doing those things, but when they happen... Again, I need to make a choice that God's trying to show me something and that it is up to me, nobody else, to decide to see what it is God's trying to show me 
and what I need to take away from that experience. Whether it's a, hey, you know, a miracle I went to bed sober or, hey, I acted out. Like, no matter, those are experiences and there's those things that I can learn from. And sometimes, like I said earlier on, like I need a thump on the head. And again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not justifying that. Like, oh yeah, you know what? I, I needed to learn something, so I went and acted out. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to justify my behavior. Like, I own my behavior. I'm responsible for my behavior. Um. And there are no excuses. However, there are lessons to be learned at every step of this journey. Every step. The good, the bad, and in between. There are things to to learn. There are things to see. There are things to dissect. You know, and somebody said, you know, this is a pretty common thing that, you know, God, they say that God doesn't give you, he doesn't give you more than you can handle. And I'll tell you what, when I've been in those spots, pff, yeah, right, I can't handle this. You kidding me? Why is this all getting dumped on me? I can't handle this. When really I did. I did handle it. And I made it through it. I made it through it. But not on my own will. Not on my own will and power. You know, I I talk to people, I talk to friends, and, you know, they're just like, man... You've done so much. You've come so far. Good for you. And while that feels good, and I do like that because, you know, I I have put a lot of work into myself. I, I put a lot of work into my program. I can't take all the credit for that. I want to take the credit for it, but I can't because that's not, yeah, yeah, I did those things physically. I I did those things, but because I have a relationship with God, he's given me the willingness and the strength to do the things that I need to do for myself. He put that in me. I have just decided to buy into that the best that I can. Some days it doesn't look good. Some days it looks great. But as long as I make the decision to try to surrender to the best of my ability my will and my life to God, then I'm going to be okay no matter no matter how that looks, whether that's messy, whether I pray one time a day, whether I pray the entire day. You know, God just wants us to talk to him. So I have to do my part. I have to do because with God, with God, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. And I have to do my part. He's going to do his part. He's... He's always done his part. Now I got to step up and I got to do my part. And my part is to make a choice. Make a choice to see the good and what I can learn from each and every situation that I'm put in. I got to make that choice. God's put the willingness in me. He's put the strength in me. He's put the courage in me to do these things. I just had to get to a point where I was so fed up with the way that I was living. I had to lose something that was special to me to gain something 
that is going to stick with me for the rest of my life and that is going to be more rewarding than any relationship that I have on earth. That is my relationship with my higher power. He is doing things for me that I cannot do for myself. There's times where he's going to let me slip. There are. And then there's times where he's going to hold my hand. He's always holding my hand, but, you know, there's, 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 there's another, you know, line in the, in the big book that, you know, God does, God does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And I have really, really seen that. I have really, really seen that lately. Like God doing for me what I cannot do for myself. He's going to give me that. There's also times where he's going to let me slip. And that's okay. That's okay. Because I'm going to ask him to help get me up. I'm going to ask him to help get me back up and to set me back on the right path. You know, this world is filled with temptation. It's always going to be there. You know, I can't shut that out. I don't want to shut it out either. Because as I go through these trials and these tribulations and these temptations, I'm very confident that God has my back and that I can't do this alone. I can't do this alone, right? Like, I can't do this without the fellowship. I can't do this without my higher power. I can't do this. I cannot. I need my higher power in my life. There's no question. I can't, there's, there's no other choice for me. There's no other choice. Sure, I can go back to putting those blinders on every morning. I don't want to do that though. I don't want to do that. You know, just this last week, I had a, a really interesting situation that, 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 that came up and it was one of those ones where I was like, why is this happening to me right now? It was last Friday. I was having a really great day. Um, I was in a good mood. It was Friday. It was payday. Um, you know, I was feeling really good with where I was at. On my way home from work, my turbo in my car went out. And... I'm on the highway and like my it's my car's running. It's it's going, but it is struggling. And it's not, it's a it's not an old car. It's only five years old. Um and I'm thinking, not now, not now. Why now? Why now? Why now? Just get me home. I started praying. I said, God, just get me home. I just want to get home. Just get me home and I'll deal with it then. And you know, I Called my dad because I wasn't sure what to do. So he was like, hey, take it to the dealership. Dealership's on your way home. Take it there. Can you get it there? I said, yeah, I can get it there. So I get it there, and I go in, and these guys all know me. They all know my family. And I'm like, what are you doing here? You didn't have an appointment. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm too rough on my cars. Told them what was wrong, what was going on. They came out. They took the look. They had a mechanic. I was just pouring this point in time, I didn't know that it was the turbo. I'm like, they, they put a bunch of oil in it. I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's bleeding oil. And they had a little mechanic crawl up underneath it. And I, I don't know anything about cars. I know absolutely nothing. If the gas tank is on E, I got this, right? Throwback tribute to Mitch Hedberg. Um, but other than that, I don't know anything about cars. Um, and... They had a little mechanic crawl, just just a quick crawl up underneath, and he's like, yeah, looks like turbo's bad. And all I'm hearing is, this is going to be really expensive. This is going to be really expensive. Oh, my gosh. What am I going to do? Uh, it's it's Friday, too. Like, you know, when I go, when I take my car to the dealership, sometimes they have loaner cars for me. Like, if it's a planned maintenance like, they're, hey, you, we will give you a car. You go drive this car until your car is done. Well, because I didn't have an appointment, they didn't have a car available for me. 
And so the the guy was like, look, man, I, I don't know when we can get you in. Probably not going to be till next week till we get you in. And, you know, okay, no problem. Like, call my mom. Hey, come pick me up. She came pick me up. Like, And here I am just, like, going through. I'm like, man, well, I really don't have much going on. But also, too, like, man, I'm going to really feel stranded and... I remember I got home and I just, I just prayed, you know, okay, God, like this is, I'm, I'm giving this to you, man. I'm giving this to you. You know, I, I am, I went to a meeting that night and I kind of shared this stuff and, um, and I remember driving home from the meeting and thinking, okay, all right. Like recently I, I took out money against the 401k to um, to pay off some credit card debt. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, I've got a few thousand in the bank right now. So if need be, I'll use that money. It's supposed to go towards credit cards. Um, and I'm kind of like slowly paying them off over time so that it boosts my credit. You know, got to have that good credit. And... But I'm like, you know what? If I need to, I will use that. I need this car. So if worst case scenario is, I will use this money. And, you know, I I went about with my weekend and I'm, you know, I'm very grateful that, you know, while I live with my mom, like she doesn't do a whole lot. So her car's there. So I was able to use her car for any errands that I had to run. I hit two meetings. So then Monday rolls around and um, no word from the dealership. Um, and then, yeah, no, it was, it was Monday, late Monday and I hear from the dealership and again, you know, all weekend long, I'm just like, okay, I'm okay. Like God's got me. We're going to be okay. Like no matter what, like I'm going to get through this no matter what I'm going to get through this, just really surrendering it. And honestly, like I remember all weekend long, like I just, By surrendering it, I knew that there was nothing that I could do about it in that moment or in that time. I just, I had to wait. And God gave me the patience and the endurance to kind of wait through that. Um, With this looming over my head, this big financial thing just kind of like looming over my head. And I talked to the dealership on Monday. And they're like, okay, yeah, it's a turbo. You need a new turbo. And I'm like, okay. And they go, now... GM has a warranty. No one actually gave me the exact numbers, but they're like, they, there is a warranty. Your car is either over. I, I think they said that I was over this warranty by not much. However, GM was going to honor that warranty. So my bill went from $1,700 to $400. And I remember I was, I was talking to my dad and he's like, yeah, you know, it's not, not great news, but it's not bad news. And I said, hold on. That's fantastic news. That is fantastic. Here I am. I'm willing to go up three, four grand for this thing. I'm willing. I'll, that's fine. I've I'd come to terms. Okay, God, if that's what this comes down to, that's what this comes down to. And I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to do that. And maybe this is the reason why I decided to take that money out to use the credit card, to, to pay off the credit cards. Like, oh, because then, you know, this all ties into the house buying situation. So I'm like, oh, well, there, you know, I paid down some, a, a good amount. And okay, so I've got this left over to finish it off, but maybe this is the reason why I took it out. Okay, God, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for helping me go this way so that, all right, I've got money. Okay, if I need to fix this car. Um, So it was fantastic news. And then on top of that, the next day they called me. I was able to take my mom's car into work. I didn't have to rely on a ride. And then, you know, the next day the dealership calls me and they go, hey, we got a car for you. We're waiting on parts for your car, but we do have a loaner car for you. So when can you come get it? I said, I'll be there after work. So... I went after work. I picked up my loaner car. And so now I don't have to drive my mom's car around. I don't have to rely on anybody else. 
I don't have to feel like a burden to somebody else by asking for rides. Like, I, I, I'm set. I'm taken care of. I'm taken care of. And this is not lost on me. The, the gratitude that I have for this and that God is really working in my life. I mean, this podcast is a prime example of that. Prime example. Probably the biggest example of that in my life. Well, eh, maybe, maybe getting into recovery. Yeah. Um, just, you know, I had to surrender it. And, you know, God did his part. You know, the situation worked itself out. God's hands were involved. God was involved. And I didn't have to go through worst case scenario. And so this week I've just really been filled with a lot of gratitude, just a lot of gratitude. And I just got to give the credit to God. I got to give the credit to my higher power. I have to. I have to. I ask him to use me. I ask him to use me. so that maybe other people can see that God is there in their lives too and that all I got to do is talk to him. Just talk to him. Thank him for that green light. Thank him for that. Because that's not a coincidence. That's God's timing. And so as I sit here today, even with these, these big looming things, not knowing, you know, where my life is headed, not, not knowing any of that. I have no idea. I have no idea where I'm going to be in a week. I have no idea where I'm going to be tomorrow. Well, I have a good idea. <laughs> um, but, you know, just not knowing, knowing what I want out of my life. And not knowing if I'm ever going to get there. Again, what I want is probably going to look a little different than what I think it is. Because it's all part of God's plan. And that I have to buy into his plan, you know, step 10. I believe it's step 10. Sought through prayer and meditation to prove my conscious contact with God as we understood him. Praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. But yeah, that's that's like the, the prayer is, all right, God, give me knowledge of what your will is for me and give me the power to carry that out. Give me the power to be okay if I ask you to block or bless something and then you block it. Give me that power. Give me that power. And if I can live in that place, you know, for the majority of the time, my life looks a lot different than when I'm not in that place. So, yeah, just a little. That's my, that's my relationship with my, with my higher power. And, again, it's taken me some time to get there, and it's still, you know, it's still messy. It's still messy. Everything's messy. Um one thing I'm really working on is just embracing the mess and loving the mess that I am and that it's okay. It is okay to be a mess as long as I keep asking God to, to, to help me up and to keep me on this path and to keep acknowledging the things that he's doing in my life. That's where I want to live. That is where I try to live because if I can live there, I can live anywhere. I can live anywhere. Oh, I was a little bit more emotional than I thought it was going to be. Um, I'm not really surprised, though, because anytime I get like that in depth on my relationship with my higher power, it, it always normally turns on the waterworks. And those are, those are tears of, of just gratitude and acceptance and just love. Just love. God loves me. God loves you. Embrace that. Embrace it. Talk to him. All you got to do is talk to him. That's it. Doesn't got to be perfect. Just talk to him like he's a, he's a buddy. He's your friend. Because that's really what he is. Talk to him. That's my advice. That's, that's a solution for me. Is to give everything, be real, and give everything up to God. Let him do the rest. It's in his hands. He's got this. He knows what he knows what he's doing. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. He does. So I'm glad that I got to come on here and I got to share that with you guys. And yeah, it's just a really good reminder for me. Helps keep me in that place. Helps keep me in gratitude. 
And I'm very thankful for that. I'm grateful for the gratitude. Guys, if there's anything that you want to hear discussed on the podcast, any topics that that I've had experience with, you know, please feel free to reach out. Or, or if you just just want to connect, reach out. Um, I can be reached at nolionshere at gmail.com. Again, that's nolionshere at gmail.com. I can also be reached at bigpanda at nolionshere.com. Again, that's bigpanda at nolionshere.com. Go check out the website. All of the episodes are posted on the website. There is more that I want to do with the website in the future. Um, I'm really just kind of like gauging my capacity with some of this stuff. And like, there's a lot that I want to do. I'm just kind of talking out loud at this point, but but go check out the website. There's a forum that you can sign up for that you can actually – anybody can post on this forum. Um, all you got to do is create a login, username, password. I don't get any of that information. That information is not public. Um, you are protected. It is safe. It is private. Um, you won't be getting any spam email or anything like that. But you know, if there's something that you want to write about um, or share or post, um, please go check out the website, No Lions Here. Dot com. Again, that's nolionshere.com. Thank you guys so much for joining me on my journey. Thank you for hearing me. Um, this does a lot for me. So thank you. Thank you so much. I wish everyone the best on their journey. Keep coming back. It works if you work it, and you are worth it. Guys, have a good one. I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>